The DI Guys Podcast was created to share the best ideas, strategies, and concepts so you can have conversations to help you exponentially grow your DI sales. While they may have lost their hair, they have not lost their minds. Here are the DI Guys, Chris Carlson and Mike Cogdo. This is Chris Carlson, and welcome to this episode of the DI Guys podcast. As always, I'm joined with my co-host and good friend, Mike Coggle. Mike, what's going on in the Florida Panhandle today? Chris, good morning. We had a first. What's that? On Tuesday night, remember the severe storms that happened in Houston? I love my weather. The severe storms that happened in Houston, New Orleans, that kind of headed east, straight east. Right. Which is where I live. Um, and they, I think they came mostly came off the Gulf Coast. So Tuesday night, I'm at basketball practice with my daughter, and I don't have all of this stuff like everybody else does for school because I just, you know, I'm that dad. I don't really pay attention. So they said um, we're probably going to have a school delay tomorrow. So I'm asking why, and it turned out that I didn't know this happened here. So we had uh, severe tornado warnings. So my kids. At 4.50 in the morning on Wednesday morning, we have Apple Watches, Apple Phones, iPads. Everything went off of that huge screeching noise that you hear, right? The alert? Absolutely. Tornado warning from 4.50 to 5.30 in the morning. And my kids don't know anything about tornadoes. So weather-wise, I'm like, okay, we have one interior bathroom. If this thing gets real and I, I go quit screwing around, I've lived in a tornado because I've been in one. I grew up in Algona, Iowa. We had one when I was a kid, seven, 18 years old. They're not funny. So we set up and watched the news, and we hadn't lost power, and it's windy, and it, you know, it, it wasn't calm before the storm. And ultimately, short story long, the school was canceled, Chris, because the buses can't go out at 5 o'clock in the morning and start picking kids up with tornado warnings all over the all over the great panhandle so i look at my kids and i go i cannot believe you've had your first snow day <laughs> first snow day in the great state of florida where school was canceled because of weather i get hurricanes but this was a first for me i go they go dad yeah it is like a snow day we don't have to go to school at all all day do it i go i guess not so wednesday my kids had a snow day actually a tornado day thank god no tornadoes water spouts did their thing but no weather, and it was gone in an hour and a half, so it was a fast mover, and uh, now we're back to, you know, sunny and nice. But kind of interesting for me. seems like about every week there's a new twist or turn to uh, living here, which I'm getting now used to, but a little surprised because you just think of Florida as hot, humid, hurricane possibility, and some torrential downpours. Never really thought about tornadoes, Chris, until actually all those alarms went off at 4.50 in the morning. They do make a screeching sound, don't they, Mike? Oh, it's scary, and I have... I have two Gordon Setters in my house at the moment, mine and my brother-in-law's dog. Yeah, they don't dig that sound either. They do not dig that sound. And they also don't dig when barometric pressure changes. Obviously, you've had dogs your whole life. Something changes. They get really weird, too. So it was an interesting morning, to say the least. Well, Mike, I want to talk about something that is, seems to just be the most talked about thing in the technology world today. And I know it's going to sound initially kind of crazy to our listeners, but I'm going to take this to a certain place that by the time we get finished this episode, they'll really glad uh, that we went down this route. And that is the, this conversation around chat GPT, the AI thing. And I want to kind of start out, Mike, you got two younger kids. 
what's the buzz around kids with this chat GPT? Chris, I find it all interesting. One, they've already started to show, you watch the news probably more than we should, both of us, that, you know, you could actually say, you know, who is Betsy Ross and get a 10-page paper written on it and, five, you know, in an hour, done. Uh, I also heard yesterday that in Congress, the first time ever an AI two-paragraph speech was done by a congressman that was done on AI. And he admitted it. He said this was AI done. They're also talking about my daughter's in eighth grade. And I got to tell you, eighth grade boys, as crazy as they are, they can be creative. They're already telling um, my daughter, who she has a couple of friends that are dudes, that said, um, we won't really have to like study too hard anymore or do any work because we can get AI to write our papers. So in my world, AI is, I'm going to have to pay attention to it because they need to, um, it's not Encyclopedia Britannica anymore, is it? Mike, that's exactly where I was going. When you and I were younger kids, with younger kids, which is a long time ago, that's one of the first places we went to when we were trying to ascertain information, right? You know, we went to the encyclopedia. Then you and I grew up, we went to college, and we had to do a paper. Where did we go for the research? We went to something called the library. In 2022, college kids, they started their search online with google and in 2023 kids are going to go to chat gpt and what's really interesting you know about this phenomenon is if you go to the google and you're looking for some kind of research i mean it's going to give you multiple choices multiple places multiple links that you can click on to do the research but if you go to chat gpt it basically synthesizes all that information in one spot so it's like being connected to the internet at all times. And I think we kind of are with Google, but this is going to take it to a next level. Well, did you see 60 Minutes last week? I did not. 60 Minutes did an entire segment on AI. And one of the things I found interesting is there was a lot of really, to me, intriguing stuff. But they also did a, a quick one that asked um, how Hillary Clinton became president. And it wrote an entire paper on Hillary Clinton beating Donald Trump. <laughs> so, you know, the algorithms and all of the stuff that they have in the world, and I'm not any code guy by any stretch of the imagination or any computer guy, and I'm not as savvy as you are or a whole lot of people by far, you're still going to have to double check your work. But by the end, at the end of the day, it's still just going to give you an infinite number of outlets to to grab data and if you if you sort it don't you agree if you sort it you're going to come up with encyclopedia britannica information you just are yeah you know mike you uh, said something that is that is really interesting here and i think this is how our listeners ought to be thinking about it is i've played around with the tool and what it does to me for me it gives me a great first draft right because there is no question that the deeper you get into it, you see a lot of, like if you ask it to write a thousand word article, you see things repeated in the thousand words. But it's a great starting point because many times when you try to be creative, you know, in your marketing, and that's where I want to go with the rest of our segment, the hardest thing is to get started. Once you get started, you're able to put some things together. But this, to me, what it can do is be a great first draft to your point that you now need to go and you need to, you know, make certain that the information is correct and then finalize it. 
Chris, that's interesting because that's part B of what they did on 60 Minutes is talked about attorneys. And they said there'll be two types of attorneys in the future, those that go out of business and those that start with AI and then go forward from there. So it doesn't replace an attorney. What it does is it just adds to your scope of work. Hey, Mike, I heard something very interesting yesterday. This is an example. And this, you know, speaking of attorneys, somebody went into, you know, the, the, the tool and says, uh, draft a rental agreement for a, an apartment in Charleston, South Carolina, uh, where it's going to be a one-year lease with the options for five additional years. And what the, the tool did was create the lease based upon South Carolina real estate law and had it ready within a minute. Now, again, certainly there's, you know, you have to have it uh, verified but think up to that point about the attorneys, think about the cost savings for a consumer if they can now provide that to the attorney and say, is this right? As opposed to the attorney starting from ground zero and charging thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Oh, I couldn't agree more. And I don't think it totally uh, diminishes our attention span, which we all laugh about. Remember when you and I were doing like some seminars back in the day and we talked about the Microsoft study that said, you know what? Humans now have the attention span of a goldfish. Right, right, right. <laughs> like 13 seconds. Lest I digress. Well, I listen to Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan goes, that can't be totally true because I'm the most listened to podcast guy basically in North America. And my stuff's three hours long. So people are still interested in things because I talk for three hours and ask questions of stuff I'm interested in and the world still listens. So we don't have to think that every single person has ADD and they can't pay, pay attention for more than 13 seconds we you know we have all of the stuff available instagram everything and we just scroll through like a hundred miles an hour but that's not always the case as it was pointed out yesterday some of this stuff chris you look at and you don't find interesting you go on to the next you don't have to sit there for hours in the cyclopedia britannica and continue to wonder about you know what the great pyramids of egypt Exactly. So, Mike, let me give it a couple of examples of where advisors uh, and producers can think about using this. And I've actually gone on to the side and actually, you know, done this. But as an example, uh, a producer could be thinking, you know what, I want, you know, to do some marketing. You can go into chat uh, GPT and say, write a 1000 word article about the importance of disability insurance. And within 60 to 90 seconds, they have an article that the producer could then modify based upon their view of it and use it in their marketing, right? So instead of trying to create that article, which for those of us who of you have done those, it can be a real pain to get started, but here is a way that they can use the tool. And that's really the key our producers need to think about is, and my challenge to do with for everybody is just to sit down and think to themselves, how do I use this? How can I use this to my advantage? Because it's here to stay. It's not going away. So why wouldn't I use this tool? Well, Chris, that's really a fantastic idea. And I say that because what do you and I do oftentimes on this podcast is where do you start? And we use a, we use the conversation starters, right? I mean, talking to a client, vis-a-vis phone, whatever. Where, where do you start the conversation? Think about an article from a marketing perspective. Think about, you know, you can probably now get stats and decide to do with them what you want. There's an infinite number. If I can make my life easier and then try to engage my brain to make it work for what I'm trying to do, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. 
Another thing to do is is to say, you know, write an e- email to my client, Mike Cogdell, about the importance of disability insurance. Boom. There is the email that I can copy, modify, and then send to Mike as a conversation starter, to your point, that the next time we get together, the next time we talk, that Mike Cogdell has had some information regarding disability insurance. So it's use, that's another way to use the tool to make your life easier. Mike, interesting also is you can go in and say, uh, explain the different types of definitions of total disability in a disability insurance contract. And the first thing that popped up was own occupation. Then it had modified own occupation. Then it had any occupation. So it not only can you use it in marketing, but you can use it in your own education. Because it's going to, you know, everything that's out there and showing you or answering information to your question. So, Chris, have you done this? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. So I have a, I have a question for you. What do you think of this idea? Why don't you do an email, right? What you just said, you know, the importance of disability insurance, whatever in a, in a short email and our next episode, you just read it to give all of our listeners a reason to um, one come back and two is hear exactly what this says. And then we'll talk about how you and I might change it slightly with our own brains and go forward from there. I can do that. One last thing before we go, Mike, is you can also use it to create the outline of a PowerPoint presentation that maybe you're going to give a presentation to a group or uh, an organization or something like that. It gets you started. And so it really is amazing because the, the, the depth that it goes. And let me give you a bonus, Mike. Now, you might want to use this because I know how romantic you are in Valentine's Day is coming up. You can actually <laughs> go in there and you can say, write a poem for Valentine's Day from me to Kate expressing my enduring love and the importance of our relationship. And it will pop out. That, and I know, Mike, I know you do this on, handwritten anyway, but at least it'll, you can compare your handwritten uh, poems to this. Chris, I should probably do that every day. <laughs> I should probably do that every day. And the thing is, is you only get one crack at this because when they find out that it was generated by AI, then the poems from then on don't have quite the uh, significance. Oh, then I'm back to sleeping in the spare bedroom. <laughs> but hey, but at least <laughs> at least you get one night in the main bedroom, Mike. <laughs> and I could also say the my famous. At least I tried. <laughs> Awesome, Chris. I, you know, I, I, th- I think we're going somewhere with this. Yeah. And so, Mike, I guess my challenge to our listeners is I'm going to do what you said. My challenge to the listeners is do something and then you know, shoot us an email to say, hey, look, I heard it. I enjoyed the episode. Here's what I did with chat GPT and how I'm going to use it. And again, it is a tool to make us more effective and more efficient. It is not the panacea, right? It's not going to replace thought but it is an asset for us in our practices. And again, the first thing that I think about is using it in marketing, but there's other uses. So I'd really be curious to see the feedback we get from our listeners. Well, Chris, we know it doesn't replace thought because it all came from thought, right? Exactly. I mean, the the computer didn't know anything about disability insurance or know anything about um, cobalt mining in the Congo or anything else in the world, unless I digress, unless somebody put the information in there. Exactly right. So, Mike, I, I look forward. I'm, I'm, I'm going to fulfill my commitment. I'll get the email. I'll have it ready for our next episode. Chris, that's awesome. Enjoy All right, Mike, you week. have a great rest of your day. 
Actually, it's weekend. You do the same. Thank you, my friend. Be well. Bye now.